What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because I go downstairs um, in the valet, and there every day is the most expensive cars in the world. I mean, <laughs> and I love going out every single day. With a $200 push scooter, like a razor where you push and you scoot. <laughs> I go out the front door on my scooter and I weave through the cars, the $500,000 car here, the million dollar car here, the for all these fancy cars. And I go to my studio. Reminds me that if I can't have fun with nothing, then what's the point of having all these things if that's the obsession? What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony Neal. Welcome back to The Table, where you guys know every Monday we keep it real, relevant, and relatable. And today I'm really excited because we have uh, one of my good friends, man. I've been following uh, this guy, Lewis Howes, uh, for a minute. But then we just recently connected on an app that everyone's jumping on, Clubhouse. And I heard him on stage talking, and someone invited me up on the same stage as him. And then we just really connected um, and been good friends since then. Uh, Lewis Howes is no secret to the podcast world, to the video world. This man is a New York Times bestselling author, an entrepreneur, a business coach, um, and has won the number one podcast, in my personal opinion, uh, in the world. He's definitely in the top five of all times um, next to the Dave Ramsey Show, which is now called The Ramsey Show, and then next to my show. So he's number three, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know what? Numbers-wise, yeah, numbers-wise, the man has millions and millions of downloads. And so I, I, I text him. I called him and said, hey, bro, can you come on my show? Bless the people. And so, ladies and gentlemen, can y'all help me welcome to the table for the first time and definitely not the last time, uh, my good friend, Lewis House. Man, what's up, bro? My man, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No, I, I appreciate you, man. I, I got to let the world know that, uh, you know, a few weeks ago I had Stefan Speaks on the show that I never forget. Yep. Uh, you called me one day. I was like, hey, man, I, I think you need to meet this guy. And you need to you need to definitely get him on your show. And because of you, man, we're almost at 100,000 views of that, man. So I appreciate, you know, your knowledge and, of and everything. So any more suggestions, just let me know. I got will, your back. <laughs> I will listen. But, yo, let's jump straight into it, man, because I asked you on the show. Uh, because you know me, I, I'm a money guy. Uh, I'm a wealth guy. I am a guy that wants to help people accomplish all of their goals. And uh, about a month ago, a month or so ago, you posted something that was so good, the five steps to create a rich life. And that was also yep. a podcast that you did as well. And so I love the content. And I just wanted to come on here and just dive a little bit deeper into this uh, because I think my people want that rich life. They want they want to be wealthy. They want to be successful. And so I said, well, why not just bring, you know, one of the greatest uh, onto the show to have this conversation? <laughs> and we both have a dialogue. So break it down for us, man. What are those five mm-hmm. things to do to have a rich life? Well, I think the, the pre-step to a rich life is realizing that uh, the riches come from your energy, from your way of being, from your joy. Mm. And if you're not living, if you're not living in joy and living in how can I serve other people and how can I bring a smile to someone else, how can I be of service or support to other people around me, whether it's a few people, hundreds of people, thousands or millions, if you're not coming from a place of I truly am appreciative and grateful for my life mm. as it is right now, I may not be satisfied, I may need work on myself, my health, my relationships, but I'm grateful for this moment. I'm grateful for this day. I'm appreciative that I have an opportunity to experience this playground called life. Mm. And coming from that standpoint, that pre-step of you're really going to attract more into your life and be fulfilled when you're coming from a place of joy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just get so stuck in like the rigidness of life and the, and the analytics of the numbers in the process, which we'll talk about as opposed to the way of being the energy that actually attracts opportunities to you, that attracts clients. I had a mentor early on that told me that the world makes room for passionate people and It's challenging enough to be a human being and to make money and to figure it out if you don't know what you're doing. There's going to be challenges already, but set yourself up energetically to come from a place of joy and service. I'll say that's to start. Um, With that being said, with that energy, now I want you to set your, your target income goal. So whatever that goal is for yourself, and I like to set a a 12-month goal so I can just really track. I think we need to measure certain things. I think we need to have time and space to reflect on what's working, what's not working. So I don't like to create super long-term goals. You can have a long-term vision, but I try to create a, a six to 12-month goal financially. For me, that's just what works has worked well over the last 12 years since I started doing this. And, and setting this goal, getting just very clear, because a lot of people just say, well, I want to make more money. Yeah. But how much you want to make and why. That's good. So get very clear on how much you want to make and why so you know why you're doing it. So you know why you're up late. So you know why you're working hard on the weekends. So you know why you're creating something on the side. Whatever it might be that you're going to do to earn more money and build that rich life. So set your target income. Okay. And I'd like to think big for the year. Like, okay, what's 
let's say I'm making seventy thousand dollars right now. What's the number that would scare you? Mm. Is it? It's not seventy five thousand. No. But what's the what's the number that would truly scare you? Is one, it one Is it a hundred? Is is it one twenty five? Great. Yeah. So okay. Then why does it scare you? So start just analyzing this and feeling the feeling. Okay, well, I've never done that before. I've never broken through that limit. It would be it would be crazy. And how would it make you feel if 12 months from now, let's say you start at the beginning of the year and it's the end of the year and it's New Year's Eve and you've generated $125,000 in your bank account. The last cent came through right before midnight and you're sitting there reflecting and saying, I just accomplished this crazy goal financially that I've never done before. And then I, it scared the crap out of me when I started the year. When you accomplish these goals, you build a sense of confidence that you've never had before. And you say, wow, I didn't, well, I wasn't sure if I could do this, but I did it. What can I do next? Maybe mm. I could do 225000 Maybe I could go to three hundred. It doesn't feel as scary when you break through those barriers. But I feel we've got to set these sort of unrealistic goals, yeah. the goals that, that our past self would never have been able to create, but who we're going to become will be able to create. So for me, it's setting that target goal and doing something that's a little uncomfortable and then writing it down with a date. That's so good. I also like to take it another step further. And this is something I did earlier on. I would write it down. I would put the date as if it was already happening, as if it came to me, whatever the goal was, financial or not. And then I would sign it. I would mm. sign this piece of paper and I would hang it on my wall. Again, this might be a little wooey for, for some people, but seeing a certificate of achievement that I would create for myself hung on the wall, just like my other awards from sports and football and everything else hung on my wall as if it was already done. I just needed to follow through and take the action steps to make it happen. That gave me a sense of clarity and purpose towards that financial goal every single day. I wake up, I look at the goal. What are the action steps I need to take to get me here? It was just another step that supported me in my journey. It's something that I think can be helpful for people if they need more constant reminders because a lot of people get distracted. People are distracted on different things, at, uh, the challenges of life, relationships, health, career, get distracted. So we take our eye off the ball. We got to be focused with our eye on the goal. So that's number one for me. Number two, I like to break down the numbers um, because for me, a big financial goal can seem overwhelming and scary. How am I going to bring in $125,000? I have no clue how I'm going to do that. How am I going to bring in a million dollars? I have no clue how I'm going to do this. So I try to really break it down into Okay, well, how much is if I if it's one hundred twenty five thousand dollars or called one hundred thousand dollars? So I know that's roughly eight thousand dollars a month. How much is that every day? Mm. And how much is that every hour? So if you break it down to monthly, weekly, daily, I don't know what that is hourly. Maybe you can check on your your calculator what a hundred grand is um, daily. That's um, let me do the math. I'm gonna do that. Right yeah, do it to a hundred grand daily uh, divided by three sixty five. But I think it's like eight thousand something monthly. Two hundred and seventy-three. Yeah. Doll. Okay. So it's two hundred and seventy-three dollars a day. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so you, when you look at it that way, you're like, okay, I don't need to make a hundred thousand dollars. I need to make two hundred seventy-three dollars a day, which is thirty-four dollars. You know, thirty-four dollars an hour right. for eight hours. Exactly. For eight hour workday. Yeah. So you need to make a thirty-four dollar an hour income. To that, make a hundred grand. That's not that doesn't a lot. seem that crazy. <laughs> right. You know that's with no days off. That's that's three that's no weekends, that's yeah, no yeah. vacation days, that's that's yeah. every day. Yeah. Um so if you're taking a few weeks off, it's probably more like forty five or fifty. I don't know what it is, but right. uh so anyways, 
But that's something you start thinking about. Okay. So if I wanted to make $100,000 and I break it down to hourly, eight hours a day, but if I did 365 days, what would I need to do? What type of contacts would I need to create and cultivate? Wow. Who would I need to serve? How would I need to network? What I need to build a side hustle? Maybe my career isn't going to get me there right now. What's the money, the difference I need to make up in order to get me there for the rest of the year? Maybe it's not out of home in the first half of the year. Maybe I'm building something and creating something and launching something that comes in the second half of the year, so I'll make up for it there. So I just think that makes it more uh, understandable and easier for you to process as opposed to, I have no idea where $100,000 is going to come from. I'm only making sixty. How am I going to make the rest? Break it down and really set yourself up for success that way. So that's something I like to do. That's number two. Number three is to then just make a, a plan to reach your financial goal and really take an honest look at, okay, how much money am I bringing in? What are my expenses? Maybe I need to cut some expenses. But I think you guys do a great job of teaching people to cut expenses Yeah, and make sure you're, you're frugal and the things that need to be frugal with. You're cutting out subscriptions on all these things that are really unnecessary that are luxuries Yeah. until you get to a level financially that, okay, luxuries you can spend on these things if you're hitting your financial goals. I have on the mindset of, yes, do that, but also start thinking of how can I how can I earn more? How can I create more? How can I develop more? Like if you don't want to get rid of those things, then you got to earn more. Absolutely. So start thinking about what's the multiple stream of income that I'm going to create? What's the side hustle? What's the the product I'm going to make on the side? Who am I going to partner with? What type of opportunities, consulting, whatever it might be that you can do to earn extra income. So I'm thinking always about earning more and coming from a place of abundance. Yes, manage expenses and cut certain things you don't need to, but make a plan to reach the financial goal. And just think about what are my skills? What can I create? Who can I partner with? Um, Who's got something out there already that can be a part of and go from that place. Number four is to create systems and automate. You know uh, as well as me that when you probably start, we're starting out in your business and your career, you're probably doing a lot of things on your own. Mm -hmm. And and it's hard to really scale your income past a certain level when you're doing it all your own. So the more systems, the more structure, the more processes, team that you have in place to really leverage time and energy with other people and support and systems so that you can focus on the main thing, which is earning more, using your superpower to earn more money, whatever that looks like for you, the better off you're going to be. And I'm also a big fan of finding accountability and coaching. And I know you guys have accountability and coaching over on uh, Ramsey uh, team. And for me, it's just hard. Life is challenging when you have big goals. When you have big goals you've never accomplished, it's not supposed to be easy to get there. You need support, accountability, whether this is a friend, whether you're investing in a coach, you need some type of support system. So I'm a big fan of accountability, mentors, coaching, um, and also just automating processes as much as you can in your business. And then I would say the fifth thing is uh, to do a monthly check-in. I think, again, it can be easy to have these big goal for a year and two weeks in, four weeks in, Six weeks in, eight weeks in, we get distracted. Okay, I didn't hit my goals. This didn't happen. I'm, life is taking me another direction to look at other things, and then we fall off track. And then we look at the end of the year and say, well, why didn't I accomplish my goals? Every month, you should have some type of process where you check in with yourself or a coach. This is why I think coaching is huge because when you have someone that you're investing in, they're holding you accountable, and you don't want to let yourself down or the coach down. So for me, 
It's just monthly check-in, and it's going through what worked, what didn't work, what were the wins of the month, and how can I improve? And if you can do those five things with the pre-step of coming from a place of abundance, coming from a place of joy, of passion, mm. of service, mm. then you're setting yourself up for success. I love how, how you led off with that, Lewis, how you said, hey, listen— these five things would definitely help you get there. But if you don't come from a place of contentment, a place of joy, a place of peace, um, then the f- next five things really won't really won't matter uh, because you're coming at it from a, a place that is not healthy. And it sounds like what you're simply saying is be healthy, be joyful, be grateful, and then let's assess some numbers. And and one of the key things that you said, I always call those for me on my side, like God goals. Like what what are your God goals? What are your goals? Mm-hmm. My goal is, okay, I just want to make, you know, $75,000 a year for an example. Um, you know, but then, hey, what's a God goal? And a God goal is like, yo, if, if he don't intervene, if he don't help out, I ain't going to hit it. But if he do, I can maybe make 125. And I remember doing that during COVID. I'll never forget when COVID hit, I said, all right, I got I to gotta bust my butt. And I set this big goal. And I and it was a scary goal. And I was like, but no one's really working. And I said, but hey, we're going to do it so you can push forward, uh, so you can help, um, you know, uh, our Ramsey team here continue to go and not lose right. money. And you know what? I'll be honest, uh, Lewis, I didn't hit it 100%. I came in at 92% of my goal. But 92% of my goal— It's a lot closer. It's a lot more than you were making before. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So I was like, that big goal, the God goal, was more than my normal, you know? And so I love how you said, yo, listen, aim for that. And the worst-case scenario, you hit your minimum goal. But more than likely, if you really apply all the five steps that you taught, coming from a place of joy— more than likely, if you're if you're working with intentionality, you're disciplined, you're a hard worker, and you're putting in what it takes to get there, you're past your goal. And you may not yeah. hit your, your big goal, but you'll get somewhere in between. And that means you yeah. won. You're more than where you were the previous year. I, I, so and you're you're growing and you're developing yourself and you're creating new skills and you're getting uncomfortable, and that's that's what the, the this whole thing is about, man. Growth, man. And, I love it, man. I, I really do. And, and then I love how you really broke down. And I really want everyone to really pay attention to this one. Um, uh, I read this uh, book on habits, and it talks about um, habits are um, pretty much is another word for habits is systems. And you broke down a hundred thousand uh, da- divided into three hundred sixty five was right around two hundred and thirty four dollars. Breaking that down there to is about thirty four thirty five dollars an hour. And then what you're doing is, like you said, what are some systems that we can apply every single day? To make two hundred and thirty-four dollars, and just focus Absolutely. on that two thirty-four. Don't focus on the hundred thousand anymore. Focus on hitting that two thirty-four. And what I love about it is, one day you may make five hundred. You still need to make two thirty-four the next day. Absolutely. That's how we get ahead. And I love that y'all like like write down the plan. Write it down. Aim at the bare minimum every single day, and and, and you will yeah. you will be successful. Um, Lewis, I want to ask you this question because I think a lot of people, when, when they see the title, like rich life, I'm like, okay, wait, I, I, yeah, I want to be rich. What would you say your definition of rich life is for Lewis? Freedom. Uh, freedom to freedom to be my fully expressed self at any moment. Freedom to uh, spend time with the people I care about. Freedom to do the activities that I love. Freedom to think in a way that makes me come alive, freedom to feel 
a way that brings me joy and love and inner peace uh, and the freedom to say no to mm. anything that I want to say no to and say yes to the things I want to say yes to. Mm. That's what a rich life is to me and, and being healthy in the whole process. <laughs> well, thanks for not saying no to me because you definitely live in your rich life. So you could have said no to me <laughs> and uh, I would have been hurt. No, I'm just playing, man. But that's that's so powerful, man. When I sat back and listened to your podcast, I was like, man, what, what does a rich life look like for me? Mm. And I answered the same thing as you. I just said options. Options to do yeah. what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, with whoever I want to do it with. Yeah. Sounds amazing, right? And it's just really something for me when I think about being wealthy, being having a rich life, whatever you want to describe that. And it's not about what money does for me. It's mm-hmm. about what the money does when it gives me options. And that's I'll tell you what, what man. I like. Yeah. I live in a I live in a a building uh, here in L.A. And during COVID, there was a guy in my building who jumped off the building and committed suicide. And he was estimated, I think, worth a few hundred million. Um, and I was just like, huh, you could have a few hundred million in the bank and be in the Hollywood scene and all these things. And he was connected to Bill Clinton and all these other people, these big celebrities and politicians but if you aren't feeling peace inside or something is missing and you don't feel fulfillment, then the financial rich life isn't enough. Come on, man. Yes, you could have it and still feel fulfilled and rich inside, but it doesn't mean you're going to have freedom mm. emotionally, spiritually, relationally, whatever it might be. And you and you got to learn how to accept and love yourself in the process. Mm. So, And I think sometimes we can, and I've been this in the past, I've been so focused on the money that I forget about the joy and about love and my spiritual purpose. Yeah. And I think that's that's something you got to be mindful of while you're in pursuit of financial gains as well. And know that um, it's not going to solve every problem. It can solve a lot of problems. It can take care of your health bills. It can pay for rent. It can buy food. You need, you need money. It's going to solve a lot of problems, but it's not solving every problem. And I think that's where sometimes people get hung up on. When you guys think about your finances, a.k.a. your money, do you get stressed? Do you get anxious? Do you feel like, hey, where do I start? How do I begin? What do I do? Well, check it. I totally get it because I remember being 18 years old, being a young man, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. I totally, totally get it. But I got something I want to share with you that's going to help change your financial future. And this is called Ramsey Plus. Ramsey Plus is going to give you this step-by-step plan, the step-by-step guide on how to change your financial future. Inside of Ramsey Plus, you're going to learn how to get an emergency fund, uh, how to get out of debt, how to start building wealth, how to start investing. We're going to teach you everything you need to know on how to change your financial future. So for right now, if you text the word AO plus, AO plus to 33789, I'm going to give you a free 30-day trial. Now check this out, you guys. Let me be real with you, all right? Can you think about what can happen if you commit to 30 days, what those 30 days can do for the next 30 years of your family's life and your life? Listen, I can't say nothing else. Text the word AO plus to 33789 so you can change your family's future. This is your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. 
If you're just now tuning in to the show, man, thank you all, first off, uh, for tuning in. You're here at the table with your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and with my special guest today, uh, my good friend, Lewis Howes, New York Times bestselling author, entrepreneur, business coach, um, and has one of the uh, top podcasts in the world. Um, so definitely going to drop all this information in the show description. Uh, make sure to check it out. Uh, this man has interviewed your Kobe Bryant's, uh, I mean, some of the biggest names in the world. And I'm just so grateful and honored uh, to have uh, this legend um, on my show. Uh, Lewis, you talk a lot about funding uh, your dream lifestyle. Uh, and so I just want to get personal, man, without knowing too much information. Uh, but what's your dream lifestyle and are you living it out now? <laughs> <laughs> um, my dream lifestyle is getting to do exactly what I want in my mission, in my work. Mm. Um, it's getting to do all the activities that inspire me the most. It's getting to be around my family and friends whenever I want to be around them. It's getting the ability to travel when I want to travel and the ability to have the most fascinating conversations in the world. That's what lights me up, having fascinating conversations with fascinating people. Uh, and this, I just feel like I've been, especially in the last couple of months, I've been leaning more and more into living that lifestyle I'm a big salsa dancer. I saw. So I'm doing two private salsa lessons a week right now. I saw, yeah, bro. I you, you're killing it, too. <laughs> I do. Thank you. I was like, man, look, look, look at Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I do two. I, right now, I got away from it for a couple of years, and I was like, I felt like something was missing. I'm not doing the activities and the hobbies that bring me a lot of joy. Mm. Uh, so I signed up for two private salsa lessons a week from a world champion teacher who's incredible, who scares me because she's so good. I've got... I really want to learn a, a, a Spanish. So oh. three mornings a week, I have private Spanish lessons from a coach that's teaching me Spanish. Okay. Um, I really wanted to pick up boxing this year. So I hired an Olympic medalist. I saw. And I'm doing twice a week boxing. Come on, man. Um, I, really wanted to get, I really wanted to get back in the gym and have a coach train me to push me like when I was back in my football days. So I hired an amazing um, a trainer to tra train me twice a week. Um, I really wanted to make sure that I'm constantly evolving my emotions in my inner world. Mm. So I hired an incredible therapist coach to support me on my spiritual, emotional journey to continue to evolve. Mm. And I, I meet with her once every other week and I'm traveling, I'm having fun. I say yes to the people I want to, uh, work with. I work on the products that I love. It took me 12 years to get here. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and a lot of things that I, I wasn't able to do all the time and things that I didn't necessarily want to do to get me here uh, in terms of saying yes to products I didn't like, but I knew it was going to support the mission and help me get here financially. And um, I'm just grateful for my life. Like every morning I wake up and say thank you because yeah. I know that today is not guaranteed yeah. and that every breath that I'm taking right now is getting me closer to my last breath. And so I want to make sure I'm enjoying the moments with each breath. And so, you know, I got to ask this question because I know people are listening on my show like, oh, my gosh, he's spending a lot of money. Like, how do you do— A lot do of money. Yeah. This year, I decided after a, a, a decade or 12 years of earning and saving and investing. Yeah, yeah. And putting a lot of money away every year into every retirement, every life insurance <laughs> policy, stocks, real estate, like maxing everything out— IRA, whatever it is, maxing everything out, all the tax benefits, you know, all that stuff. I was like, okay, and if I died tomorrow and had all this savings for mm. the future, 
but I wasn't in also enjoying my life to the fullest now, would I be proud of myself? Mm. And so this is just a decision I'm making. I think everyone's got to figure and, and I've, I'm not taking money on my savings. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm not taking my investments out. I still have uh, extra money that I can invest in. And it's like I put it in more real estate or do I put it in myself? Mm. And I believe I am always going to be the greatest investment and in pouring back into knowledge, skills, connections, opportunities, growth, healing, whatever it might be, activities that bring me fun and joy, working out, all these things, healthy foods, that is going to be my greatest investment. And so I decided this year, I was like, I'm going to spend a lot of money on myself. Yeah. And not in like a, a selfish, egotistical way of like, I'm going to buy cars and bags and watches. Like right. I don't even wear jewelry, but right. more of like the investment in coaches and teachers of the best of the best to help me improve my life. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be the greatest investment by the end of the year. It's like just having a team of elite coaches, skilled individual to teach me and help me grow. And it's going to cost a lot of I mean, these are L.A. coaching prices. So, you know, every training session is not your $20. The show <laughs> ain't, brother. Trust me. I know. It's a, <laughs> I, It's funny. I was talking to my uh, my trainer. He had a, a my boxing trainer, and he had a, his name's Tony. He's amazing. And I said, man, he had another client coming right after me. And we were just talking about like, man, he's amazing, but it's expensive. Yes. <laughs> and Tony was right there in front of us. We were kind of making a joke about it. And I was like, you know, it's funny. Two of his sessions was a month of my rent in Columbus, Ohio, 11 years ago. Like two sessions now was what a month of my rent costed living in Columbus, Ohio, 10, 11 years ago when... I was just getting started. So it's crazy to think like how far I could come where I'm even have the, the, the courage to invest that much in to yourself though. But it's not really to the teacher. Yeah. It's, it's into you. And I agree with you. Um, I'm doing that right now. I picked up golf uh, two years ago and I said, you know what, if I'm going to enjoy this game and if I'm going to make this investment into golfing, which is an expensive sport, yeah, you want to be good at it or semi-good. Exactly. I, I want to be able to enjoy it. And my therapist, I invest into a therapist twice a month as well um, uh, to just speak through me. And she said, I like golf for you. I was like, why you say that? She said, because you're looking at golfing of the sport, but golfing teaches you patience. Oh golfing gosh, so golfing teaches you consistency. Yes, and humility <laughs> and being consistent. You got to swing yes. the club the exact same way, at the exact same tempo. And sometimes to hit different kind of balls, you got to adjust it a little bit and you got to know when to adjust. And she said, if you can take those skills and apply that into your life, you'll be a stronger individual. And she was one who said, I want you to go get a golf coach to train you this the right way. So when I looked yes. up a golf coach, you know, I have a golf coach that is very well-known, uh, was in the top um, 50 golf coaches in the United States of America um, out here at one of the private golf courses. And you're right. His one session uh, was, it, it, it made me like, wait, I'm about to do what? But I love what you said. 
Yeah. Is is you spent 12 years of building your foundation. You spent 12 years of making sure that your priorities are in place so that way when you do spend the money over here, your free money, your your leisure money, you can do it in a peaceful way because your priorities are taken care of. You're not taking money from your savings. And I think that's something that I want all of uh, everyone who's listening to us right now. Lewis House, yes, is in a different financial category uh, right now. I'm probably in a different financial category than some people. You uh, may not be there, but you will be there. But wherever you are right now, um, I agree with Lewis. Like, yo, you are your number one investment. And whatever brings you peace, whatever brings you joy, whatever can remove you from, you know, the typical culture and society uh, to make you feel better, to make you connect with yourself internally better, I say make that investment, whether that's the gym, whether that's, you know, Spanish lessons, piano lessons, um, Golf lessons, mentorship and therapy sessions, uh, great. I actually pay my mentors. I don't pay them because that's what they require, but I honestly give them money because I respect their time. And so um, I, I totally, totally, man, I totally agree. Yeah, and if you're coming from a—the community is coming from a um, more spiritual God perspective, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, the story of the talents mm-hmm. always comes back to me. It's like— what are you doing with the talent you're given right now to multiply it? Yeah. To maximize your talent so that you could be of service to the people in your life in a deeper, more impactful way or be in service to more people. And how are you multiplying your talents? Um, and I feel like skill acquisition, like acquiring skills, yeah, bettering yourself, overcoming hurt and pain and resentment from your past – Doing these things is going to allow you to be of better service to the people in your life or to more people that come your way. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I want to. I want to switch switch gears a little bit here because um, you know I listen to you. I listen to all your shows uh, because I'm an avid learner, um, and, and your knowledge is so so amazing on your shows. And one of the things you've said before is um, that it's not good to become obsessed with money. If if we're really grinding and working hard every single day to hit these money goals, how do we prevent ourselves from actually becoming obsessed with money? I think um for me, it's constantly it's constantly grounding myself on what my mission is and who I am and mm-hmm. who I want to become in the world. Yeah. And I'm in a fancy building. Yeah. Right. I'm in a fancy like apartment apartment building here in LA. It's, you know, Got all the bells and whistles, doorman, valet, like lap pool, like all the fancy stuff. It's in the middle of like Century City, Beverly Hills. But it's funny because I go downstairs um, and the valet, you walk right out in front and the valet is right there. Mm -hmm. And there every day is the most expensive cars in the world. I mean, (laughs) princes live in the building from other countries and it's just like, it's just like, you're, I'm in the middle of it, right? Yeah. It's right next to my studio. It's convenient. So it's I don't want to be in a house right now, so I'm living in an apartment building. Yeah. And any car you can name that's expensive is there. The Rolls Royces, the Lamborghinis, the Ferraris, they're all there. The one-of-ones in the world are there. It's, like, absurd about these cars. And I love going out every single day with a $200 push scooter, not even electric scooter, a push scooter. Where I literally, like a razor, where you push and you scoot. <laughs> and I literally going out, I go out the front door on my scooter and I weave through the cars, the $500,000 car here, the million dollar car here, the for all these fancy cars. And I just 
push my way out and smile and say good morning, and I go to my studio. For me, that reminds me that, again, this is the same building where someone jumped out of who I was worth hundreds of millions. Reminds me that if I can't have fun with nothing, then what's the point of having Mm. all these things if that's the obsession? If that's the obsession. Now, again, I like nice things. I like comfort. I have a nice Tesla. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's like, I don't like to have quality things, but when it's becomes my identity, like I need to have this, it's mine, like obsessing over for those reasons. I just feel like you're, you're going down a slippery slope. And so I'm surrounded by wealth and reminded by it. Does it make me feel good? Let me just keep riding my scooter. I don't care if people judge me, look at me funny, think I'm whatever. For me, it reminds me to be like a child, uh, childlike, to have like joyful energy and and that I don't need to obsess over these things. Yeah. It just keeps me a little more grounded. I love that. And let's talk about grounded. You know, you've built a, a huge empire and we've talked all offline and some of your goals and dreams and visions that you have for the future. Are, I mean, absolutely amazing. But while you were building, two, it's a two-part question. Uh, did you ever hit a season to where you thought um, it wasn't going to work? It, it wasn't going uh, to end the way that you wanted it to end? And if so, um, how did you get through that that season? Because, you know, a lot of people right now are like, man, I, I hear you have these big goals, but I don't even see how I'm going to hit my regular goal, my normal goal because of the pandemic or because of some obstacles that are hitting me. How do we keep people motivated during hard times when they hit who just feel like quitting and saying, I can't do it? Uh, because I know I've been there, but I'm just curious, have you been there? How did you do it? And how do, can we motivate the people who are listening to us right now uh, to push through as well? Um, I think I've, I've been there a little bit. I've definitely been there where my business, I had goals for a certain year adversity struck and then I had to shift and take time and it didn't hit the goals. Mm. Right. And it, it probably went down from the revenue from their previous year. That's mm. probably happened once, maybe twice. And I remember just saying, okay, you know, just like as human beings, we can't always breathe in and expand. We can't always be like doing that. You have to take a breath out and contract. Yeah. And then you can breathe again and expand bigger if you want to. Yeah. And you got to go back. Yeah. I think sometimes in business, like, okay, you can have a big year and expand, but sometimes you got to come back and like, okay, maybe you hired too many people. Maybe your systems weren't in place and you were able to get a certain way, but now you got to bring it back a step so you can go forward. So, you know, a health scare, something in the family, whatever, things are going to happen. And that's why it's important to go back to those five steps where it's like, what are the systems and processes in place so that if you go down, for a month, a week, uh, six months, the whole thing doesn't go down with you. Yeah. Maybe it falls back, but it doesn't crumble to the ground. Yeah. And luckily, I've been able to build recurring revenue streams in place in my business that – because I knew, like, I want to have recurring revenue streams. So I've got four recurring revenue streams, monthly recurring revenue streams. If two go down, I've got the two other. If, you know, if they're all going great, awesome. We're going to have a great year. Yeah. So it's it's just learning, making lots of mistakes, figuring it out as you go, and, and being able to pivot. I love it. I love it. All right. Two more questions. Fun questions. What is the uh, best thing over the last, let's say, let's say, yeah, let's say over the last five years, over the last five years, you've spent your money on? 
the best thing Lewis Howes has spent his like, money like, on? Like one thing? Just or like, uh, the, the best. If it's one thing that or I'll tell you, if it's— I'll tell you what. The first, thing came, first thing that came to mind, so, I mean, I was saying— I was going to say like myself, like always putting money on myself. But yeah. if I'm going to put it on one thing for the sake of this question, for— tw- <laughs> <laughs> for uh, the best investment I probably made is getting Invisalign two years ago, getting like uh, mm. braces. Yeah, I've, I've got them. I've got them right here. I can oh, take them out when I do the interviews. Man. But, uh, when I was 16, I had eight teeth removed. Eight. Four wisdom teeth and then four on the sides. So you can see it. Each side, I got these gaps, right? Right. And they took those four out because they wanted to make space and put braces on. This was on 16. However, football season was coming up a couple months later. And after I got them removed, I was like, oh, I don't want to wear this mouth guard and have these braces and like get it all. It's going to break all the time. And so I was like, let me wait till after football season. After football season, the day after basketball season comes, I was like, ah, I don't want to play with braces right now. Like, let me wait till after that. There was never 20 years I kept saying, well, let me wait, let me wait, let me wait. And then two years ago, I finally was like, I can't shoot. My my jaw grew in such a way where my back teeth didn't touch after that. So I, in 20 years, I haven't been able to clench my back teeth and chew properly which affected my digestive system, which affected lots of things. Yeah. And uh, so I finally was like, you know what? Okay. Like the older you get, you want you don't want to get braces. Right. It's like, especially no. when you're on video, like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but I was like, this is, this is going to be painful. This is going to be challenging. This is not going to be fun. But it's probably going to be the best investment I make for my health, for mm-hmm. my confidence, for everything. And so I did that. And um, – it was expensive. I think I paid like seven or eight grand. Yeah, because I had such a, I had such a complicated case. But um, for me, that was the best investment, probably, because for the rest of my life, I'll be able to chew properly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So flip it. The worst investment, Lewis. Um. <laughs> first thing that comes to mind is probably. Um, I made a bunch of. Well, I don't know if that was the worst investment, but I made. I bought a bunch of crypto that they were doing it for me years ago. And, <laughs> and uh, so that was probably the worst. Yeah, I obsessed my time over just trying to Try every to moment. Ah, oh, it's going up and down. Like, what do I do? You know? So just investing in things I don't know about. I like that. You know what I mean? I like that. And then stressing about it. Oh, my God, I lose it all. So that's, yeah, that's probably. I mean, if I was going to, like, focus on it and learn about it, then maybe it'd be a good investment, but I wasn't wasn't smart enough at it. Yo, fam, I need you to stop what you're doing right now and take out your cell phone and pay attention for the next 20 seconds. Listen, my team and I have created an exclusive private group, and I want you to be a part of it. You see, I am determined to help you become successful. When I say successful, I want to make sure that you identify and determine what success means for you. But there's four key areas that you need to focus on. That's your network. That's your net worth. That's your mindset. That's rooted from a spiritual perspective. 
And what I'm going to be doing is every single week sending out exclusive content, sending out behind the scene footage, sending out some encouraging uh, text messages to help you get to your goals, to help you get out of debt, to help you build wealth, to help you even date properly. Because you and I both need some help with that. OK, <laughs> all y'all married people, I'm praying with you. Pray for me, too. You know, but at the end of the day, we want to help you become successful. So what I want you to do right now is text table to 615-930-3431. Again, that's 615-930-3431. And I want you to text TABLE to that number. I promise you, I want to help you become successful. So stop what you're doing right now, text the number, and then get back over to the show. One of the things I've learned about you, Lewis, is, um, and I'm pretty sure everyone who's listened to the show is like, man, Lewis really believes you're at a season of your life to where if it doesn't benefit you internally, uh, it just seems like it does. It's not one of your top investments. It's like, how does Lewis House benefit from this? From with my peace, with my joy, with my life. How does it? Yes. How does it add joy? How does it add to me? Because you're talking about one of the yes. worst things was that that was external. That was money in the bank, but it was like, ah, oh, it was it was it was bringing me a little bit of stress too. So, um, yes. I I like that man. I, I really do. I, I really do. If we if we have a yes or no list, whether it's a mental or we write it down, a yes or no list that we make decisions based on a vision of things that gets us closer to our joy, inner peace, freedom, fulfillment, yeah. love, and we make decisions based on that, we're going to be able to say no to things a lot easier when we ask ourselves, will this bring us the most joy? Will this help us further our mission? Will this help us improve? Or is it more just for the money, just for the ego, just for the accomplishments? And I'm not saying you shouldn't be striving for things for accomplishments and, and, and money as well, but is it also supporting in these other ways? Yeah. And listen, a different season of, of your life, you might need to make decisions based on, well, I need money right now, so I got to do this. It's not what I want to do, but I'm going to need to do it, have the resources, then I can make decisions differently in the future. So I get it. I'm just the season of life I'm at right now. Man, I know I love it, man. I, I really do. And Lewis, man, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, I know that you're very strategic course, and intentional with your time. And uh, I, I appreciate you for allowing me to interview you and just talk to you. Have a real candid conversation. Um, I, uh, I want people to know thanks, he, he does drive a Tesla. You know, he did mention that on yep. the fly. You know, he, he has a Tesla. Um, I was going to buy a before, Tesla. Before I had a, before I had a Tesla, uh -huh. when I moved to L.A., I had a 1997 Cadillac Eldorado Burritos that was 20-something years old. And it was a $4,500 car that I bought yeah. from a mentor of mine that was – it was actually kind of cool because it looked old and classic. Yeah. But it wasn't like this fancy bells and whistles. There was no Bluetooth. There was nothing. It was like a CD player in there. And I drove that for five years wow. and did not care. And I think – when you care so much about what other people think about what you're driving or what you're wearing and you're doing it because you care what other people think, it's going to – it's just not going to be as fulfilling. When you're yeah. doing because you care, I like this and it, yeah. makes, it brings me joy. I like the way I feel on this. This is cool. I like it for me. Awesome. Then get as fancy stuff as you want because you're like, I like the Rolex. I like this. Cool. Do it. But yeah. when you're doing it for others to impress – I feel like it's just never going to be enough. Right. You're speaking true, man. And that's something that I had to grow out of, you know, honestly. Louis, when I started making my money, I started buying things because I wanted other people to know that I had money. 
And I'll never forget right. last right. year throughout COVID, right in the prime of COVID, nobody was traveling. Nobody was going anywhere. I went to the mall and bought a $3,000 Gucci backpack. And I felt like nice. I was accomplished, right? I get home. Wow. I get the backpack. I come into the office. No one's really in the office because it's COVID. And I'm sitting here like, did I just really buy a $3,000 bag to impress people who are, I'm not even going Aren't anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not man. here. You're not traveling, yeah. I'm not doing anything. That's an expensive backpack to go from home to the office, from the office to the home. And then I bought it because that's what I wanted. I wanted them to see it, not because that's what I really wanted at the time. Now, will I eventually probably right. go back and get a backpack? Absolutely. I mean, I have a real nice uh, uh, carry-on. But it's like, for me, I'm, I'm always asking myself now, okay, am I purchasing this because this is what I want? Or am I purchasing this because I want to be seen with it? And I think mm. it's a fair question for me to ask because some Great of my purchases are— so that other people can see. And so I, I've i realized, like, okay, uh, then let's just pause on that. Because I don't want to spend that much money just to be seen. I want to spend money on things that are going to bring me joy, going to bring me peace. And I do like nice quality things. And there's yeah, nothing wrong with I that. Think, I think it's uh, something that just came to me in a moment is, like, everyone wants to be acknowledged and seen. And yeah. I, I don't think it's, like, bad, right? Um, but when you're obsessed over it to gain that acknowledgement for the wrong reasons, then it's, you just may not feel fulfilled inside and you may attract the wrong people and who knows, there might be more breakdowns, but if we do things not to be seen, but to be of a greater service, then I feel like, okay, invest in whatever you need to, to mm -hmm. be of greater service. So I get it. If you're in a profession where, Hey, I got to show up to sales meetings. I got to look good. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm driving a proper car. You know, we live in a, a world where you got to have an identity. So I get it. And you can also come from a place of I'm doing this because I want to feel good. I want to look good. I want to fit the part of my business role or my personal life goals, but also hopefully so that I can attract the right people so that I can, so when they see me, they can trust me and have more credibility with me so that yeah. when I do speak, my words have more weight yeah. and I can impact people in a better way. Yeah. I think when you're coming from that place, then, you know, it's all good. Yeah. But it's just about the intention behind it. Make sure that you all go subscribe to uh, Lewis Howe's podcast and his YouTube channel. We're going to drop all of his information in, in the show notes. Please go and support this man. He interviews some of the most intelligent, uh, wisest, uh, successful people out there in the world. Um, and himself, he has some amazing content as well. So make sure y'all check him out. So here's your financial tip of the week, you guys. You guys already know that last year was a hectic year of traveling. Pretty much we couldn't travel. And so uh, this year, uh, everyone's looking to get out and companies know that as well. So I asked my uh, good friend, one of our latest and newest Ramsey personalities, come join us because this man right here has some tips and some tricks to help all of us get out there, hit the beach, hit the country, hit the out of country, travel on the low and still have a good time. So, George, what's the first tip trick of this week. Okay, Anthony, you know I love a good deal. Okay. And it all starts with the flights. Oh. You got to get somewhere, okay. right? Okay. And when it comes to flights, the companies know that we all want to travel. Yeah. So they're jacking up prices, which means we got to be more intentional than ever to make sure we're doing our due diligence and doing our research to get a good deal. Okay, so where do we go? 
I start with Skyscanner.com. Oh. Skyscanner.com. There's also an app. And here's what they do. They're going to check with 1,200 travel companies to get you the best deal. And they don't use your data to jack the price up because they know you want to go somewhere. I like. So I like starting there. And I like to also use Google Flights Ooh. to see how it measures up. Is that Google.com forward slash flights? You can get there any way you, you do it. You can just go to Google <laughs> and type in flights. It'll pop up. They know where you're going. All right. So on Google Flights, here's what I love about it. You can type in, I want to go from Nashville to anywhere. Mm. And I want to go for two weeks sometime in July. Okay. And so you can be real flexible. The more flexible you are, the better deal you're going to get. If you're going to, I got to go this date to this date to this location. Well, you're kind of stuck with whatever flights are happening. Love it. So try to be flexible and use Google Flights and Skyscanner to kind of get a feel for what the prices should be. Okay. And there's one more I want to mention, and that's Scott's Cheap Flights. Scott's Cheap Flights. Scott's Cheap Flights. I've heard of that one. Yes. And here's the thing. The free version, they just send you one international deal per week. But if you're a big traveler and you want to go some places and you don't want to spend $1,000 to get out of the country, Scott's Cheap Flights, $49 a year. They'll send you all kinds of domestic international deals, and they are legit. Okay, so now Scott's Cheap Flights... It's flights and does it have like packages in there sometimes? It's got a lot. Yeah. A lot. It's got everything in there. Cool. So so now we're talking about flights, three great stuff, and you guys don't worry about it. We're going to put all these tips and tricks in the show notes so you don't have to worry about remembering them. But once we get there, we got to stay somewhere, brother. Yes. And I know you, Anthony. I've traveled with you a lot. Yes, sir. We like to stay in nice places. I'm a little bougie. I'm going to be real. And we got to get our beauty rest. Absolutely. And so what I like to do is start with... Going to Hotels.com. I, I go there. Okay. Hotels.com right. is a great baseline to kind of see what are the prices right now for the places I want to stay. Okay. And depending on your flexibility, uh, you can go to Priceline.com, which is another one I love. Okay. And here's here's the hack for Priceline.com. Talk a lot tools. of people, they're scared to do the bid. You know, where you go, hey, you yeah, can actually bid. You don't know where they're going to put you. But I have a way to find out. Shut up. I know. So here's what you do. You search on Priceline like you're going to pay retail price for okay. whatever they charge. But then, on the map, you can see which hotels are planted where. Okay. So when you go to bid, it says, hey, it's going to be this hotel in this area. And you can go, oh. Go back. That's that's the same hotel I saw on this area of the map. So you basically can figure out where you're going to stay. And they say, oh, it's a four-star hotel. And that gives you another clue. So you use the clues, do your research. And then, instead of paying 120 bucks, I can bid 80 or 90 Ooh. and get that same spot for $30 cheaper a night. Ooh. So uh, there we go. I know. I know. Now, some people, Anthony, they like to live like a local. So they go, I want to stay at a cooler place. I want to stay at an Airbnb. I don't want to stay at a big hotel downtown. And so Airbnb can be a great option, especially in a major city where, you know, Nashville is 350 bucks a night at any hotel downtown. Yeah. Yeah. But you can find a nice Airbnb right outside of downtown for 100 bucks a night. Love it. 150 bucks a night. Right. So do your research on Airbnb if you want to find a, a local place. Now, I know you and me, we don't like to have to pick up after ourselves, right? No. So sometimes a hotel is nice yes. because you can just leave and not have to worry about, did I lock the doors? Did I put the laundry where it's supposed to go and make the host happy? Yeah, yeah. So that covers your lodging. Okay. So now we get there on a good budget. Yep. We, we're staying there on a good budget. Now, you know, like, now, brother, you know, a lot of us like to get out, go hit the beach, go hit the clubs, yep. go hit some restaurants. 
So in your expertise, because this is this is your field, how how do we get around as when it comes to transportation? Ooh, this is my this is a fun one. Okay. Now, if you've tried to rent a car lately, oh, it's hard. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's because it's, the rental car companies had to sell all their cars because yes. of the pandemic to stay afloat. Yeah. Which means there's less rental cars than ever, and the car companies can't keep up with the demand. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. Use Uber and Lyft. You don't need a rental car if you're going to some of these major cities. Me and my wife went to San Francisco, Mm -hmm. and instead of renting a car and driving around in a crazy city that we're unfamiliar with and dealing with the stress of traffic and all these things, I want someone else to deal with that. Yes. And what we did was we did a lot of uh, shared lifts. Yeah. And so you pay a lot, a cheaper price. And there might be someone else in the car. There might be a pit stop along the way. Now, how often on a shared lift does it happen to where you have other people in the car? I it's say not that often. It was it? it was maybe one out of three times. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they also have different ways where if you want to wait 15 minutes, it's a little bit cheaper. Okay. So again, flexibility is going to give you the best price. Gotcha. And so I like Uber and Lyft for getting around a big city. Now, I understand if you're going somewhere where you, you got to go, yeah. you know, 50 miles then you might need to rent a car. Here's why I like Uber or Lyft. Because when I land, I can go straight to my car and get picked up. And when I come back, I can get dropped off straight at the uh, departure and go yes. straight to my gate. When you rent a car, you got to catch a trolley. You got to catch a you bus. You got to leave an hour wait. early just exactly. to do all that. So it's like Uber yeah. and Lyft, that's a great option. Yeah. And public transportation is mm. awesome. And now a lot of people go, oh, I don't want to ride a bus in a city. I don't. But let me tell you, riding public transportation, Anthony, I know you're bougie. Yeah. I'm, you want to be in your own I'm, little bubble. I'm be real i don't do it well let me tell you i'm from boston <laughs> i'm from boston massachusetts by the time i was 13 i was taking the train into the city by myself taking oh. subways taking buses to get home and i like to live like a local so if you're like me and you're not like anthony mm-hmm. and you want to live like the locals do use public transportation it could be two dollars to get around the city instead of paying 200 dollars a day for anthony's rental car so you choose your own your own adventure there but i'm just letting you know in a city it's fun to do public transportation i may not do 200 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I may drop a hundred. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, if you do have a car, mm-hmm. like you like you do, uh, I would use Gas Buddy. It's my favorite app. I use it all the time locally here, okay. just in Nashville. Is that an app? It's an app, and it finds the best deal on gas around you. Okay. So if you're, like, trying to get to the airport, and yeah. you've got to fill your own gas, don't fill it near the airport where it's 350 Do it on the way there where it's 275 And yeah. so Gas Buddy will show in your area where the best place to get gas is. So, George, one of the things I really want to... I wonder if you have any tips on is I love package deals. Oh yeah. But I, there's, you could find great package deals that are real expensive. Then you could find some package deals that are real cheap, but then you also go to a very cheap place. Oh yeah. So for, for our uh, viewers who are watching this right now uh, and they're looking for all inclusive travel, lodging, food, are there any good places to go get good package deals? Absolutely. Uh, kayak.com is a great place to start. Everyone's heard of Kayak. Yep. So you can start there. But truthfully, I'm a Costco guy. Costco. If you know about Costco, it's a wholesale club. You might have one in your area. I'm a Costco member. And through Costco, there's this thing called Costco Travel. Yeah. And so they have travel agents and they have amazing deals for packages. We did our honeymoon on Costco Travel. And we went to Cancun at a nice, you know, four and a half star, all inclusive there. Yeah. And it didn't break the budget. And we had a great time. And I just booked a trip to Cabo this fall. Uh, if you want to join, there's room, Anthony. No, I'm, I'm single. You're married, man. Okay. I, I don't want to go right. to married people. All right. Just me and my wife, then. Because, you know. So, yeah. here's the deal. Costco travel. Well, wait, I could go because I may find my wife on the Oh, place. boy. Listen. Yes, sir. Yes, all right. Sir. <laughs> Come along the adventure. So, if you go to Costco travel, here's what I love. A lot of people don't know this, but you can actually talk to humans still. Yeah. Right? We're all digital. We don't want to talk to people. 
But here's what I did. I went on Costco Travel and I called the phone number and I spoke to, this is all free. It's just their customer service. They're travel agents that work for Costco. And I said, hey, I want to go somewhere. Here's my budget. My budget's $2,500. Yeah. I want to go somewhere for a week. I want to go somewhere nice, four star and up. What is the best place to go? And she said, well, you're not going to be able to go to Aruba or Fiji, but Dominican Republic, uh, Cabo, Cancun, those are going to be your best options. And I said, okay, what are the top three you'd recommend within that price range that are four star and above? She said, here's where I would go. She listed out the three, and now it narrowed down my search to six places. Six places. Instead of a thousand. Can you negotiate the price a little bit with them? Well, what I can do is say, hey, can you tell me uh, what the best dates would be to go for, for my budget? And so she can go, well, if you leave on a Sunday to Sunday, it's going to be $2,300. Okay. If you leave Monday to Friday, it's going to be $2,400. And so they can actually, on the back end, do that. And you can also do it yourself right there. But it really helped narrow down my search because, truthfully, the reason why people bust their budget is because they're lazy. They don't want to do the research. Don't want to do the research. And so I understand that. No one wants to spend seven hours planning their trip. Right. So get on the phone. Start help that uh, you know help get you to a place where you know the six places you want to research. Look at the reviews. Look at what people are saying. Yeah. And we found a great place in Cabo, seven nights, and I think it was twenty two hundred dollars for a four and a half star resort. Four all and a half star, all inclusive. Twenty two hundred dollars. Yes. Flight, room, and I, food. I did my flights through Southwest. Okay. But we did our honeymoon flights included. They have transportation included from the airport to your resort, and it was fantastic. So. You can get really good deals with your flights included on Costco Travel. Woo! It's a lot, I know. Let's go. So I'm ready to go somewhere. <laughs> I'm getting excited. I am. So listen, man, this is the financial tip of the week. I want to help you get out there, hit the beach, have a good vacation this year and the rest of this summer. Uh, but I want you to do it on a budget, but still have a good time. So George, as we end this tip, end it well with this. Just sum it all up for us. Okay, here's the deal. Know what your budget is going in. Yeah. Don't go, well, I really want to go on this trip, so I'm going to spend $5,000 now. No. no. Set your budget. We got $2,500. Yeah. Here's the time frame we want to go. Be as flexible as possible. Don't go over your budget mm -hmm. and do your research because when you do your research, you're going to find a better deal and you'll know you're not getting ripped off. I hate that feeling of going, I could have got a better deal, but I don't know. I was rushed. So here's the big thing. I don't want people to come back home with debt. I want you to come back home with a smile on your face. And for me, a tan would be nice. I don't know about a tan. I'm already <laughs> black enough, and I don't want to get any more blacker. And you guys, this is what we're going to be doing every single week. We're going to be dropping some financial tips uh, to really help you hit your financial goals, hit your life goals, and even travel around the world. And with George coming on once a month, he's going to be giving us some hats right here at the table on how we can get out there and really hack into shopping, gas, traveling, you name it. So do me a huge favor. I want you to drop in the comments below what are some hacks that you want to know so George or myself can give you some uh, every single Monday on the financial tip of the week. And make sure y'all go follow our latest and newest Ramsey personality who is doing some amazing things. He has a dope podcast coming out here in the fall called The Fine Print. He's the lead on that. I'm so excited. Yo, it's your boy Anthony O'Neill. We're keeping it real, relevant, and relatable uh, right here every single Monday, and we'll see you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.